In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. This morning, November 8th, in the Orthodox Church, uh, we celebrate the Feast of the Holy Archangels, Michael, Gabriel, Raphael, and all of the bodiless powers of heaven. And it's good for us to remember all of the bodiless powers of heaven, and I'm always glad when it falls on a Sunday so that uh, we are sure to celebrate it and sure to be reminded, uh, because I often, I don't know about you, but I often kind of take for granted the fact that the angels are present, that the angels are truly there. And especially at a time where we might particularly be feeling like we are alone, that we are separated from God, we need that reality, that that reminder that the angels are truly present with us all of the time. Each and every moment of our life, it said in the Synexarian uh, earlier this morning during Orthros that uh, whether we believe that we are in secret or not, all of our actions are done with the angels there present with us. So who are these angels? Well, in the tradition of the church, uh, we believe that they were created on the first day of creation, where God says, let there be light. He creates the angels and all of the light-bearing beings. If you look at some of the iconographic tradition of the Orthodox Church that has the different days of creation, you'll have, uh, for the first day, Christ sitting in the corner and, and his hand up in a blessing and kind of a swirl of light. And in that swirl of light, there are uh, the six-winged uh, seraphim and the cherubim that are there in the, that light because the angels were created on that day. The angels and all of the bodiless powers. Now they're called bodiless because they don't have flesh and blood like we do. But it doesn't mean that they're limitless. St. Basil the Great says that their form is something like a fire or a flame. And you know how a flame kind of flickers and you can you kind of see where the flame ends, but it seems to kind of go on a little bit. That that's really the form and the shape of the, the bodiless powers of heaven. And the fathers even talk about there being nine ranks of angels. Angels, archangels, thrones, dominions, principalities, powers, authorities, and the cherubim and the seraphim. I got all nine of them. Uh, Those are all of the, the nine different ranks of the angels, and they are there ministering in the world. They were created to glorify and praise God, and they were created with free will, the fathers say. Some chose, and when they choose, that's their choice. Some chose to fall like Satan and become the demons of the world and what happens on into eternity will leave to God. But those who have, those angels, those bodiless powers who chose to uh, praise and glorify God did it, have been doing it since the very beginning. And we see it even in the iconography of the church. Up here on the side, we have an angel that is stopping the hand of Abraham as he goes to uh, kill his son Isaac because he had been told by God to do so, but an angel stops him from doing it. Back in the back of the, uh, on top of the balcony, we have uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego with an angel there in the fiery furnace as well. We have Elias, uh, not with an angel, but we know that he was ministered to by angels. And last night in the, uh, during Great Vespers, we heard of the story of Joshua meeting an angel and Gideon meeting an angel and Daniel the prophet meeting an angel as well. These angels were active before Christ 
uh, ministering to people, sharing the message of God and glorifying and praising God. And of course, on the coming of Christ, we have the Archangel Gabriel coming to Mary uh, to tell her that she will conceive and bear the Savior of the world. We have at the Nativity the angels of God going to the shepherds, proclaiming to them the good news that the king was born and where to find him. We have an angel visiting with Joseph as well, telling him to not worry. We have the angels ministering to Christ in uh, the baptism. We have an angel of the Lord who stands at the right side of the tomb, who is uh, proclaiming the resurrection to the myrrh-bearing women. We have angels who go and escort Christ into the heavenly kingdom at the Feast of the Ascension and who tell the, the apostles that he will come again in the same manner. We have angels working throughout the, the, the story of creation, throughout the story of the scriptures, throughout the story of, of Christ working for us and for our salvation. And if that weren't enough, the tradition of the church is they have not stopped. Now, every single one of us, according to the tradition of the church, has a guardian angel. And at a baptism of a child, we actually will pray, yoke unto them a radiant angel. In a few moments, uh, in the, the litany after the great entrance, we will pray for an angel of peace, a faithful guide, a guardian of our souls and bodies. Let us ask of the Lord. We are praying that our angel would be here and that our angel would be present. And our angel is there to inspire us, to encourage us, to protect us. And in some traditions of the church is there even to defend us up and until the great judgment seat of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Our angel is there with us throughout all of it. And when we come together as a church like this, our angels are here with us. Because what are we doing? We are worshiping and glorifying God, and that is what they are called to do, to worship and glorify God. And not only our angels, but a whole bunch of other random angels are here with us as well, which is why in the iconography of the church, there are angels that are just sporadically put around so that we can remember that they are present. St. Cyril of, of Jerusalem actually says that angels outnumber men, And he's talking about every single person created or will be created from the beginning to the end of time. He says that angels outnumber people 99 to 1. That's a lot of angels. You know, when we say that the Lord is the Lord of hosts, we're talking about the many hosts, the myriads of angels that are present and that are out there. There are lots of angels ministering. And we represent the cherubim as we will sing here in just a few minutes as we prepare for the great entrance, as we sing holy, holy, holy Lord of hosts in the worship of the divine liturgy. We sing that, we remember the angels and their presence here with us. And not only random angels that are here with us, but it's also the tradition of the church that's standing right now next to the holy table Every single minute of every single day is an angel dedicated specifically to this place. Every time we train a new group of of altar servers, we read to them a little excerpt from the spiritual meadow of of, uh, John Moskos. And in that, uh, there's an encounter with the angel that is standing at the altar of a church. 
And we read that to those boys so that they can remember that when we come into this holy place, that there is an angelic being there present always. And it's a great reminder for us to enter with reverence and with awe. And all of us should know that. All of us should, should uh, realize that that's there so that when we enter into the church, we know that we are coming into the house of God where the presence of an angel is all of the time. What a powerful reminder for us to celebrate these bodiless powers so that we can be reminded of the presence of the angels all of the time. We need that reminder. And we need to remember that we have our guardian angel there so that we can call upon that angel. There are prayers in our prayer book that are directed to to our angel. And I would encourage you every single day to ask for the prayers and intercessions and guidance of of your guardian angel. Ask for their prayers. Establish that relationship with that angel that is yoked to you because that angel is there and will be there until the end of time. And so it is a powerful thing for us to be able to truly know that the angels are there because the angels were created to do the will of God. And what is the biggest desire of God? For our salvation. And so all of those 99 to 1 Uh, ratio angels are working for us and for our salvation as well at the command of God. And so, brothers and sisters, may may we be encouraged particularly today to remember that no matter if we feel alone, when we feel alone, that we are not alone. God is present first and foremost, always. But to remember as well that we are in the company of angels. And those angels who are working with God for us and for our salvation, praying for us, encouraging us, inspiring us. And may they continue to do so now and on into the kingdom of heaven when we will all rejoice and worship and glorify God together. May we see it in a shadow today and remember the presence of those angels always in every single aspect of our life. And may they protect and encourage us with the help and power of God. Glory to the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.